Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Today, I have quite a guest. Um, ran across her, uh, I guess, kismetly, I don't know, energy-wise. I have no idea how I found this individual uh, but I did. And it's very rare that I say to myself, I want to reach out to somebody, but it was her and I did. And she got back to me and now we're on the show. Her name is Lisa Bershton. I believe I'm saying that right. She is coming to you, not live because you'll be listening to the recording, but live for me from Switzerland. Basel is the town she's in. Uh, and this is going to be a real fun show. So what we're going to talk about here is waking up, waking up to your purpose, to your intention, fifth dimensional talk. We're going to be talking about Akashic Records, an emotion code. She is a yoga and meditation teacher. She just received her 8 million hour certificate in yoga. I may be making that up. She's here to awaken the divine feminine. And yes, men, that also includes you. So do not turn this podcast off. We're going to have a little bit of fun. Lisa. Welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. So nice to be in that show. I'm super looking forward for our fifth dimensional conscious talk today. <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's not much of an honor. I mean, we talk about all kinds of stuff on the show. Maybe it's an honor. I don't know. I personally love this show. I love the audience. Uh, some of the audience loves me. The other audience... <laughs> uh, if, you don't, if you don't love me, that's great that you're listening. I appreciate that. That makes you a fans. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of fans. Uh, so tell me, Lisa, before we get into some of the heavier stuff, uh, tell us, tell everyone a little bit about who you are in your own words and, and uh, just, just a little bit about who you are. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so yeah, my name is Lisa. My soul name is Vuma Singda. I am 22 years old and I started that spiritual journey two years ago on a longer journey in Israel and Egypt, where my soul probably remembered everything from the past lives and all that great high energy. And yeah, it started and completely changed my life. And right now, I really step more and more into the healing power, into reading my soul's blueprint. And I'm super happy to share that with you today because it was really a big transformation from pain to that spiritual success right now, to fulfillment, to more happiness. So it was a long and sometimes very difficult, painful way, but I'm very glad where I am today. It's funny, you're 22 years old and some of our audience is, you know, 60, 70 years old. And when you say it was a long and arduous process to get here, we've got people that have been fighting for this for years. So you're in a position that is phenomenal. You're in a position where you can't see it quite yet, but 
five, six, seven years from now, you're going to look back and be even more appreciative of where you are. Not that you're not right now, mm-hmm. um, but it, it is, it, it is, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And your energy radiates through the screen. Uh, she's got, she's just blushed, ladies and gentlemen. It's a dark room that she's sitting into. And I can see <laughs> you can see it. I'm always <laughs> blushing, you know, I, my body cannot hide anything. The emotions are just too strong. <laughs> Me as a highly sensitive person, <laughs> you just see how I feel. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so carry us through this because there's a lot of people right now that are waking into the fifth dimension. There are a lot of people that are experiencing some amazing things right now. Tell us a bit about who you were before you woke up, things you liked, things that, you know, I don't know, were you a drinker? Were you a partier? How did, how did life progress for you that brought you into an awakening? Right. So I was always feeling as an outsider or at least having that feeling of not belonging. I remember myself in the age of three, four years, like while all the other children would sit together, I would sit really far away, alone and under a tree. So I think my soul always felt that I'm a bit different. And very often I just did not feel comfortable with any others. I actually just felt comfortable with my mother. So probably there was always something in me telling, okay, you're a bit different. But then as it usually happens, I also got pretty conditioned by the society here in Switzerland that is very much about what you're doing, having success, having good grades. So actually in school, I was nearly a nerd. I mean, I was just doing really good grades. I was usually one of the best in my class or of the whole school, actually, like really studying a lot, spending a lot of time on hard work. Like it was very ambitious, but I believe that came also from having a low self-esteem and trying to make that lack of self-love up by having good grades and by that outer success. So I was not truly following my heart or anything. And I was always very tall, very skinny, very naturally. I mean, never really did sports and I was not really eating healthy, but I had that very beautiful, skinny, tall body. So (laughs) the environment, of course, responded like, oh, hey, why don't you try out modeling? And I honestly, I just yeah didn't truly know myself so when I was 16 I went to a casting with my parents and then everything just developed until I came to the final of the elite model look Switzerland Um, yeah I mean that's something worldwide right they have it in about 70 countries Mm -hmm. and it was very surprising how I just ended up being in the final and then getting a contract with the model agency and I was never like um, superficial or whatever like I always had that very deep values but probably I just didn't know how to express them how to follow that right so many people actually more saw my outer beauty and that was also quite hard sometimes it was definitely not what I wanted and then also 
there was a lot of jealousy, a lot of judgment. I mean, that's really what I'm experiencing a lot here in Switzerland, that people can be very judgmental and are not really having the courage to follow their heart. So whenever you do something that is not that ordinary, people are going to talk. And to me as a rather shy and like, yeah, lacking of self-love person, it was hard when other people talk in a bad way about me. So well, it was a lot because, about the modeling. Yeah. Because you, you listen to them and you believe them. And, and if you're already hard on yourself, you're going you're gonna to listen to the haters. When it's the haters themselves that are just as insecure and fearful, and projecting onto you their own pain. But I could totally see that, you know, you, you know, embracing that, those words, how that would be crushing for sure. Sorry to cut you off. Carry on, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, I wasn't strong enough at that time to really say, I don't care about the opinions of others and I know myself worth. Um, I wasn't there. And um, so I was pretty successful. Like actually I've always been quite successful in what I was doing, just that like from seeing it now, it was not the right thing. But anyway, everything leads to where I am now. So I'm grateful also for that experience. It was very interesting. Like I was actually once walking um, on a catwalk with a Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like what I experienced in my very young years, I believe that was with 17 or 18. So yeah, big transformation. And then after school, when I finally graduated, I went traveling and that was the point, I guess, where life started to bring me on the right path. But how did the universe do that? Through pain. So um, I was actually in Mexico where my soul is also very connected and there I started to get very weird symptoms like having lots of problems with my intestines, with the whole digestion. Then I started to get really problems with my ankles, with the tendons, really swollen ankles and joints in general. So everything that used to be normal before, like eating or walking, really became a problem. And it was a lot of pain and also a lot of fear and worrying because I actually just didn't know what's going on. And then it started to see many doctors and specialists and they just couldn't find out what is going on and basically told me, yeah, you just got to live with that. And I was just in moments where I felt completely hopeless, of course, also helpless. I mean, like a 19 year old girl that just really doesn't have a normal health condition anymore. And actually, then it just got worse, like from the pain in the ankles, it went to the knees, and then it really went to my whole back, the spine, the breastbone, like the, everything, you know, like all the bones and joints just started to hurt so, so much. And then actually I got diagnosed with a chronic disease called ankylosing spondylitis. It's not that common like not so many people know about it but yeah it's basically having that chronic pain in all different parts of the body and doctors wanted to start the 
quite heavy treatment, very strong medication, but I could just feel, no, that's not what I want. And I just couldn't believe it, like being that young and then sort of believing that you have that chronic disease that is just getting worse over time. It was really, really hard. But at the same time, I started to feel that this whole physical pain that, that cannot be, right? There must be a deeper cause. So one year ago, I just started my own healing journey. I haven't seen any doctor since then anymore. And I just wanted to find out the truth. <laughs> and that's also particularly when that healing journey started. Yeah. So, <laughs> so would I have, a, I, I have a few questions. <laughs> so would I want to get into the healing journey, but I want to talk about the modeling. I didn't know you were a model. Um, uh, a lot of my guests, I don't do too much research on. I usually just go by feel as to who I want to talk to. Uh, and that's, that's, you know, here we are. So the, because we've got you uh, and my audience would be interested to know, is the modeling agency and industry as dark and twisted as it's been, pro as it's been talked about in, I guess, quieter circles. Is it a dark place to be? I think we cannot generalize it. I personally didn't have really dark experience. I feel that during that time I was modeling, it was actually also bringing me some joy. I mean, it was def definitely interesting. Not what I would want to do now. I didn't experience it as that dark, but I feel that it really depends where in the world you are. For sure, destinations like Milano or Paris are so much more strict. Switzerland is still less strict. So in the beginning, I had really good experiences, but I also have to say that I was very naturally that skinny and whatever, like I just really fitted in. But then after a while, for sure, when I was actually through the illnesses, also gaining some weight and maybe not being that much in shape, the agency also said, yeah, it would be great if you would lose some weight. And they <laughs> told me that I am too tan because I love the sun. I love nature and I get quite tan. So they actually told me, yeah, we would like to send you to Milano. But if so, you need to stay in the shade during the summer and you need to train more and lose some weight so for sure there are some darker spots because of course you're just seen quite superficially right i mean i was never treated in a bad way i was treated with respect and there are for sure also nice people in that industry i met interesting souls as well and i have to say that a lot of the other models they actually they, they have very deep and nice personality sometimes like yeah they, sometimes I was really surprised but for sure it's it's not um a field where you can truly truly be yourself and there are expectations that you that you're kind of perfect which yeah I truly find that a pity I do believe that it's changing that it's yeah, that's also this industry must wake up and we need to, yeah, encourage people to just look very differently and, and healthy because many times people on the catwalk, they, they don't look healthy and they most likely aren't. 
So yeah, it's there is darkness. There is also things that are all right, but um, definitely not easy. Definitely not. Yeah, not truly encouraging to to be who you are. Yeah, for sure. And because you've mentioned it a couple of times, how tall are you? <laughs> yeah, I am one eighty one. 181 centimeters. I think that is six feet tall. Yeah, I think it's like five. Wait, no, I don't want to say anything. Let's say six feet. <laughs> I don't want to say anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, about six, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, in my modeling career as well, I had the same problems. I was just too perfect and, and I had to go. Uh, it, it never happened. I'm, I'm certainly not a model, but I, I, I could be a voice model. That's for sure. So now. Oh, for sure. Your, um, <laughs> so, okay. So that was, that was additional stuff that I wasn't even, you know, going to get into, but I mean, that was a fun conversation because you did cover, you know, certainly uh, a decent amount of, of, uh, uh good energy, good energy to, to, to share your experiences with. And yeah, I mean, there's just so many stories you hear about the model agency. It's nice that yours uh, wasn't terrible, you know, and that yeah. that's, you, you got out of it with sort of with your soul. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of the whole thing, which was your, your pain, your pain diagnosis. Obviously it, you know, over the course of a year, you were getting progressively worse uh, and you were feeling it. And, and when you deal with things and people don't talk about this stuff. So when you're dealing with this, I would assume that the majority of it was you on your own, sort of mulling it over, contemplating it and kicking your own ass inside your own head and being your own worst enemy. And, and since you mentioned, obviously, you know, the, the insecurities of yourself, you were probably really, really hard on yourself. Uh, not hard on yourself, but hard on the situation and, and worst case scenarioing it and all that kind of stuff. So what gave you the strength to say, I can get past this. Now, before you answer that question, are you in pain right now? Yeah, right now I'm also a bit in pain. I feel that this is such an intense time that so many deep things and traumas come up. I'm super connected to past lives, to my multidimensional me. So in the last two weeks, a lot of past life traumas came up and my body is very sensitive. So, I mean, it's so interconnected and I do feel pain because it was an intense time with a lot of emotions. Also in the last two weeks, yeah, there were emotions like sadness, crying, anger, a lot of anger coming up actually that has to be released. So the body's reacting. Right now I do feel some pain, but not as much as last year. And I'm not in a situation where I feel so desperate and hopeless. I feel strong. I feel I can release it. I can find out the causes of it myself and then really heal it. So I'm very positive and I'm full of trust. And that's the most important thing because last year I couldn't find my trust anymore. I literally thought, no, 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 that's not possible. The universe is against me. And of course, now I realized, no, not at all. That is all for the highest good of myself. It's for the evolution, my own development, the growth and preparing me also for my work as a healer. So from the mental state, I'm doing well. Physically, a little bit of pain, yes, in the back, but it's all right. That's it's that's quite a you know quite a statement to make, um, and and it's true that I look back myself on my journey and I look at the worst parts of it, and and I realize that 
I made the worst parts the worst. Uh, I also come from physical pain. Um, what created the individual that is right now uh, was excruciating pain. Um, and, and I've touched on that a few times on the show, but you know, being basically bedridden for a whole year and not being able to sleep in that year and not knowing when you were going to sleep and not knowing what you were going to do and keeping all of it a secret from the outside world, you know, uh, the, the, the world that we live in, it's an opportunity to, to basically stay secluded yet being completely out there. And so I had, I understand, I understand and I feel that. And the story that you're telling is, is going to be resonating with listeners. This is a huge, a huge, you know, transference. So when it comes to the knowledge, do you, can you pinpoint a time where you came out of, and we've talked about the fifth dimensional waking and that sort of stuff. Can you pinpoint a time where you came out of the third dimension and stopped looking at things in the way that we were told to look at them? Or, or, or do you, would you say that you're gradually easing into a reality? Like, do you fight yourself a lot back and forth on the way things, you know, they are, but the way things versus the way things have been taught. And this is a long winded question, I'm sure. But I guess what I'm asking is, do you know when you snapped out of it? Yeah, I would say that actually um, the first moment, (laughs) very honest, was more than a year ago when I tried LSD. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was really... um, I mean, I was taking it with the most respect and like really in a good setting and yeah, with so much respect, but I think that just opened so much, especially in the brain, like just seeing, wow, all that conditioning, no, 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 no. And that was actually one week before I was supposed to go to study at university and I realized, what the hell am I doing? Why am, why am I doing something that is just not making me happy? And it was like three days of completely realizing, oh my God, what am I doing? And then because of that experience, I decided to become a yoga teacher. So at least that point was like when I came away from that idea of going to study at university and following spirituality. And then I would say another important point was when exactly one year ago, I traveled alone to the Netherlands without saying anything to anyone. And I had my first ayahuasca ceremony. I felt very called to do ayahuasca for about 10 months, but I was really waiting for the right moment. And then it just came I felt so attracted to it and I know I've had past lives as a shaman and in a tribe so for sure my soul just had to remember and it was beautiful it was really showing me a lot about the burden that I'm carrying on my shoulders like it was starting to reveal the causes of my chronic pain it was connecting me to myself to that subject of lack of self-love and also to the ancestral pain that I'm or that I was carrying so that was a beautiful start and from that was just like a starting point I mean I started to journal I wrote like 30 pages about that (laughs) five-day journey in the Netherlands and 
for sure something awakened and at the same time I could feel that's not enough I mean I had quite a lot of expectations towards ayahuasca and I thought okay that one ceremony will completely change my life which didn't it was just starting to reveal things so I did a second one one month later in Germany and then a third one and I would say the third one was like really that breakthrough to the fifth dimension <laughs> I mean the first two ceremonies were more like yeah very earthly subjects like just pain and emotions but the third ceremony was first of all connecting me to truly feeling that unconditional love of everything there is and also to my roots so i was seeing the pyramids in egypt i was seeing the mayan temples in mexico so i could just feel that energy how it was far back in the days and I could feel that energy inside of me so I completely felt like in the fifth dimension or even higher even physically I felt there I was seeing those those um, images and I just realized wow once on this earth there was such a different energy and I also had visions about the future where I could see that energy coming back and I could feel how we're just able to communicate only through the energy telepathy all of this and I'm like wow this, now I understand the world <laughs> I had that feeling in this moment <laughs> I love that I, I the funny thing about that is you know when, when you talk about waking up and, and you use drugs to get there there's a lot of people that that have and and I never I've not done ayahuasca uh, one of the few things I've not done but as a child uh, my as a child as a teenager I should say my uh, drug of choice was mushrooms and we loved it uh, are you familiar with Terence McKenna and the hero dose no I haven't heard about it that's something that you should certainly look up the Terence McKenna hero dose is five grams of mushrooms in a completely blacked out room so it's just you in a room with no lights, no sound, and five grams of mushrooms. <laughs> wow. It, it, it gets you in touch with things. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for the sake of advocacy, I do not promote the use of drugs in any capacity whatsoever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sound bite. Now, if you're going to do it, do it safely. And I've had a lot of fun with it. I've not done the five gram hero dose, but I know some people that have have, have gone crazy, not crazy. Like they've, they've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, my awakening and, and awakenings are different for other people. My awakening was pure pain, pure pain snapped me out of the reality in which we're in. Granted, I was already leaning in that direction, um, with regards to society. And, and now as I sort of look at the news and the world and all that sort of stuff, I just see it as one giant show that's pretty pathetic and, and so very easily see-throughable. Uh, if that's a word, uh, it probably is. I just used it. So it, it, it is, you know, it, it is a crazy place to be. And fifth dimensional living is just simply being aware more of yourself than anything else. And it's huge. It's huge. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to the show right now. There's a book out there that I would strongly recommend if you are inclined to look into a little bit more of this. And it is called Waking Up in 5D. I don't know who the author is off the top of my head. I should know, but I don't. So you'll look that up and uh, good. Now, you also mentioned uh, 
basically your past lives and carrying hate and all that sort of stuff. Do you think, do you, do you personally, the entity that is you, I'm not talking to your physical being. I'm not talking to anything. I am talking to you as an essence. Do you feel hate? I don't. I mean, I really know that, right, there were emotions such as hatred, but that's not the true me, of course. Like, and I had a beautiful experience just last week. I did a guided meditation and I was feeling all that pain again. And sometimes we, we tend to identify ourselves with that pain. Not sometimes. It, that, that's a permanent thing. The world well, does yeah. not know how to disassociate from identifying right? with the pain. Without right. the pain, they don't know who they are. Right. And that was also a little bit like this for me. I mean, I had a lot of traumas that I had to go through that now came up again. And I felt like, wow, my soul is full of suffering. That's what I believe. And then in that meditation, um, the woman that was guiding it, she just said, remember who you truly are. And in that moment, I really saw myself like going up directly to the source. And I saw myself as an angel with really beautiful white wings. And I felt like, right, I'm just zooming out. And yes, of course, I had many painful experiences on that journey on earth, but that's all right. And I was just able to really, to release all of that and to see that is not me and I could really see myself how I truly am and the true me it's it's just love I mean in different healing sessions I could enter that that realm and there was nothing left but love and it is it is one of those things that it sounds juju-y and, and uh, you know, to the people that were looking for, you know, CIA uh, episodes uh, today, sorry about that, but you're getting this one and it's really good. Um, you, you know, when you talk about, I am just love it, it, to me, it, I, I adore this because this, this is also a representation of the fact that we live, basically we create as human, as humanity, we create our own limitations. So we have, entered into a world of absolute abundance and we we've created the limitations and once you shatter out the fear the hate the pain once you shatter out the limitations you realize that you were born into abundance and everything that you want you can have um we talked about again hate briefly and you've got listed on your instagram which we will be ladies and gentlemen her instagram uh, Lisa's Instagram will be uh, in the footnotes of this. She's building a webpage. She's creating a, a place for all of you to, 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 to ask questions and to get more in tune with yourself. But for now it's the Instagram and you are someone who works with emotion code. Um, this is something that I am fascinated with and I would love to hear your take on on what this is. And again, we are entering into a bit of a wrap, ladies and gentlemen, because I... I'm a jerk and I was half an hour late for the, for the meeting and she waited perfectly for me and I'm, a, I'm an asshole. Uh, so we don't get an hour and a half with her. We only get 45 minutes, but this will not be the last time that she is on. Lisa, and we're not rushing through this either, but I, I really, I mean, Akashic Records floor me. Emotion Code floors me. 
Uh, you awakening the divine feminine. We haven't even gotten into that. Like that's an entire episode in and of itself. <laughs> wow, it is. So, I mean, this is, this is something that, you know, when it was brought to my attention, the awakening of the divine feminine was one of the biggest blocks that was inside me. When a man can't express his divine feminine, his internal feminine, he's a, he's a dick. Like it's, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. There's so much inside you. We, we are the yin and the yang internally. We are all of it. And when we, you know, when we talk about toxic masculinity and all that sort of stuff, toxic masculinity is, is truth, but it's misrepresented in society. Toxic masculinity is being a coward and beating your wife and, and doing all this sort of stuff. And like proper masculinity is, is a beautiful regime and proper femininity is part and parcel with that to all the men out there um, who are, well, actually, I don't think that there's any douchebag men listening to my show. If there are, why are you a douchebag? Why are you listening to this show? Anyway, the, uh, <laughs> just going to put that out there. So again, back to, back to the emotion code. Do I want to talk about the emotion code or do I want to talk about past lives? You know, we've got about 10 minutes, 12 minutes left. Let's go into past lives and we'll bring up the emotion code next time. But, and it might even be tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited to be chatting with Lisa here that, you know, this, this could be a real quick turnaround on when she comes back. Um, of course, based on her schedule and I will come in half an hour early to make up for waiting, making her wait this time. Let's talk about your past lives. What, what are you in tune with and why do you think that you're holding generational curses and why do you think that you're, um, a piece of that? And it just, what's your take on the whole thing? Right. So um, the first past life that I remembered was super special. I remembered it about one year ago or a bit more, only through breath work. And I saw myself sitting in a wooden hut in Israel, in ancient Israel, like for sure 2000 years back. And I was looking outside and I was seeing that beautiful woman and then I just came to understand that is Mary Magdalene and that I had a past life with her in Israel. So that was uh, the first past life remembrance and also the start of the journey with the divine feminine. And after that, it basically just continued. Like I started to remember a past life in ancient Egypt. I mean, I feel like my archetype has mostly been the healer are also initiate in like really sacred teachings and a priestess back in Atlantis in ancient Egypt. So that's, yeah, probably the strongest roots that I, that my soul has. Then I do remember several, several past lives that were very tribal. So in the Amazon, in Peru, in Mexico with the Mayas. So a lot of that connection too. And what, is, what was quite shocking to me is that this year when I traveled to Israel to do my yoga teacher training, I started to remember my last past life. So the most recent one. Hmm. And that was full of traumas. That was really hard and I had to process it for about five months. It was shocking to me. So in that past life, I was born in Palestine, in Bethlehem. 
And actually, I was born exactly in the year that Israel was founded. <laughs> and then it was like the, the classic drama. So with 21, my mother got shot in front of my eyes by an Israeli police officer. <laughs> and that whole suffering, which I could say a lot about it, actually ended up in suicide. So that was a trauma that I was still carrying of like basically killing myself. But now from the bigger perspective, I can see why that happened. And it was all for the reason of reincarnating now in that special time of that great shift of Mother Earth, completely shifting to the next dimension. And um yeah, I do, like I see it very, very positively now. Are you, uh, or have you, have you been inclined to look up any of these past lives, the people, or any of the situations or circumstances that you remember? Can you look in the history books and find if anyone existed uh, in, in that that shared your story, or that could you find yourself? Is what I'm asking. I haven't found myself yet. I was actually really checking um, <laughs> some events, but I didn't really find myself. But what I did is that I met so many souls that were together with me in those past lives that remember it, that, um, yeah, share all of that. So well, it's, that a it's a possibility. It's a possibility that I'm one of those souls. Are you... And, and why I like that, why I like what you just said is because this is a lot of work that I've been doing now. Uh, you know, if you and I become friends, you know, uh, internet friends and all that sort of stuff, or, or, or there's a benefit to you and I um, on more than a surface level, then, then that, is, um, that is part of the soul contract. I'm sure you're familiar with the soul contract. So, and this, ladies and gentlemen, if you aren't familiar with the soul contract, I'm surprised because this is something I talk about a lot, but you and a team of people have come here together and you've shared past lives together and you are here helping each other. It's like picture a group of your friends sitting around a video game and all, all five of you jumping into a VR game. That's what's happening now. This is the soul contract. These are stories of the soul contract. I'm not saying it's fact. I'm saying it's a story that I really like. And there are people that come into your life and it could be, you know, it could be any number of people. It could be people going out of the game and coming back into the game. It could be you. It could be different variations of, of, of yourself. It could be anything. But the idea is you are traveling with a group of people through different scenarios to learn different lessons. But it's always the same people. It's always the same souls that you're traveling with. Your mother, your daughter. This life, it could be your mother, could be your daughter. Next life, your daughter could be your mother. All different energies, all different essences. So the soul contract is, is, is phenomenal. And those that impact your life and stick with you and, and help you at a moment that you need it the most typically are players on your team. And that, that is a really fun concept and a really fun place to go uh, once you sort of get out of the whole, you know, earn a living, pay your taxes and die, you know, relatively old or whatever, you know? So again, again, there's, there's so much, there's so much that goes into all of that. Um, you know, uh, it, it is, it is incredible. And, and again, now Lisa, with the last five minutes, because I, I'm, we're going to completely respect your, you know, your, your cutoff. What, if you could run down or what do you want to talk about? Is there anything that you want to talk about right now? 
with this time? No, I'd be like, go ahead with your question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I want to, you can talk about either the Akashic Records or Emotion Code. I would love to hear about either of those. Right. So yeah, let me talk about the Emotion Code and how it came to me. Um, it was very special. It came to me during the first lockdown of that year when I was locked down in Israel, staying with a family that hosted me because everything else closed and actually all tourists would have to leave the country, but I decided to stay. Hmm. And then I watched a documentary about emotion energy in motion and there the emotion code was presented and i was fascinated it was resonating so well with me and they also showed how you can basically find out what kind of trapped emotions you have so this works by muscle testing and there are different ways to do that because the body is always responding to positive or negative stimuli, right? So the body can answer with a yes or a no. And then actually that family where I was staying, the mother of that family had a pendulum. So I felt attracted and I just asked her, can I start to practice with the pendulum? And I did. And I was just sitting there for hours and it was such a big passion i was so fascinated about it i practiced practice and then i just understood how to work with that emotion code now this is a chart of 60 emotions and you basically go through and ask do i have a trapped emotion there and there then you identify the emotion with the help of the pendulum or the muscle testing. And once you know the emotion, you have to find out how old have I been when I activated that? Is it coming from that life? Is it coming from my ancestors? Is it a trauma that has been passed down the generations? So you're doing the ancestral work or is it coming from a past life? And you can ask any question, who triggered that? Where was it? So can, can I ask you, 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 yeah. you, I think you glazed over this. You, you, you talked about having a pendulum. Is this where you hold the pendulum directly in front of you? And whether it swings left and right or swings in a circle, it gives you the yes or no answer? Exactly. For me, a yes swings back and forward and the no is left to right. Okay. And with the pendulum, you can do so much. You can basically check energy. You can see if your chakras are blocked. Like the pendulum definitely became a very important tool for me. My first healing tool, actually. And ladies and gentlemen, listening to this show right now, just so you're aware, a pendulum can be anything. A pendulum could literally be a pen tied to a string. If you hold it and you ask it questions and you are as dead straight as you possibly can, you're going to get results. Whether you trick yourself into giving them to you, however you want to look at your energy or view your energy, you will get results. If you say to yourself, left and right is a result, back and forth is a result, or a straight line, left and right, back and forth versus a full circle, you're going to see results. And it is phenomenal. So that was glazed over in your statement. So I just wanted to fill people in on what the pendulum theory was. So I'm glad, you, I'm glad that we had that opportunity. Now, sorry, carry on with 
where you were going with <laughs> yeah, that. The pendulum is truly amazing. So with the help of that, you just finally become aware what is there in your subconsciousness. And you can finally understand your patterns. You can understand why you feel the way you feel, right? Everything starts to surface to make sense. And then you just bring that trapped emotion from the subconsciousness to the consciousness and you release it. And mm -hmm. it's super simple. Like I was really shocked how simple it is and why not more people know about it. And I was able to release so many emotions. I had seven trapped emotions of that life. And guess what? 12 trapped emotions from my past life in Palestine. <laughs> so like, yeah, I was releasing it and I really felt so much difference. Um, to, yeah. tie that, to tie that back into where we started with this story, would you say that the more emotions that you released, the less pain you physically felt? This is true. This is true. Yeah. Because through the emotion code, through the pendulum, I could truly figure out the reason for my chronic pain, for my disease, ankylosing spondylitis. And that had to do with a trauma that goes back to my great grandmother. And I was finally understanding it and then releasing it. I mean, I knew before that it might have to do with it, but I wasn't able to that clearly identify it. Mm -hmm. this, this was uh, a blast. We've just rapidly chewed through a good 45 minutes uh, and I, we haven't even touched the surface on, on what you know. We, we now know who you are and we like that. <laughs> so this certainly is going to be... Um, I'd love to have you back. I'd love to have you back on the show and to talk more about all this stuff. And um, your energy comes through the screen, just so you know, you are, you know, you, you do, you do, you're sitting in a dark room. I, you know, I don't know how tall you are, but I've heard stories and you, you know, you are, uh, you're a treat to have on the show. So I, again, I thank you uh, so much for this. And I'm going to have in the links and in the show notes, your Instagram is going to be up. Your webpage is going to be up. We're going to have, we're going to draw attention to that a little bit later on. But ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to your pain, your physical pain and how it all goes, we can talk conspiracies all day and all night. And we will. Uh, also, I will state that I have another show coming, a new program that I will advertise on this show because it's a lot of fun and it's got to do with goosts and ghoulies. Now, Back to the matter at hand here. This is such a great opportunity to really expand, 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 expand. So if you guys are sitting there going, you know, the liberal left is this and, the, and, and Donald Trump and all that sort of stuff, you can talk until you're blue in the face about all of these political things and all of these conspiracies, all of these real life in the real world conspiracies. But I'll tell you this, whether you've seen it now or you'll see it later, they all lead to spirituality. All conspiracy leads to spirituality. And if you've heard that before, Sam Tripoli says that quite a bit. So, but it's true. It's 100% true. All, all of it leads to, to spirituality and all of it leads to who you were and how you viewed what you viewed. So we have, uh, again, Lisa with us and it is, it's, a, it's, a, it's so much fun to have a conversation that isn't uh, you know, as, as heavy as most, but certainly very important. And eventually people will get to where you are. And you got there at 22. It took me a lot longer to get there, but my journey has been beautiful. Another thing too, to ladies and gentlemen, you guys listening right now, if you're 20 or if you're 40 or if you're 60 or if you're 80, the awakening is happening right now. It's not like you had an opportunity 
to tune in when you were younger. It's happening right now to anyone that's aware of it, to anyone that wants to tap into it, whether you're 20, 40, 60, 80, 142. I don't know. I don't have the rules on how old people can get these days, but it's happening now. So where you are now is what you're going to perceive and what you're going to see. And it's phenomenal. We're in a great spot. Lisa, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. It was really a blast. And to everyone that is listening, I wish you so much courage to really follow your heart, to follow your path, to bring healing in all aspects of your life. And yeah, everything is possible from pain to really a lot of fulfillment and happiness. And I'm here to support everyone of you that wants to go on a transformative healing journey. So thank you so much for that opportunity to speak here and to reach you beautiful souls. And for sure, I will be back soon. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.